0: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.
1: Winter, spring, summer, fall, it doesn't matter what the calendar says. It's always baseball season and time for talking about your Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, keeping you connected with your team with the latest news, moves, interviews, and more. We have the bases
2: covered. Now, here is your host of the Twins Hot Stove Show, Chris Atteberry. Well, good evening. I am Chris Atteberry, and I will be minding the hot stove here on the Hot Stove Show all winter long and into spring and on into the 2018 Minnesota Twins season. We kick things off here on the Hot Stove Show with a welcome, a big welcome to our new Metro affiliate. That, of course, WCCO, the Twins back on CCO in the Metro. This year and very excited uh, for that uh, transition to take place. And We're excited to kick that off here tonight. Well, the winter uh, conditions have belatedly descended all across Twins territory, so it is time to huddle up next to the hot stove. And who better to mind the stove with us here today than Derek Falvey. Derek Falvey is the chief baseball officer of the Minnesota Twins. Kind enough to join us here in studio and, Derek, it has been anything but quiet for you since that final out was recorded in New York.
1: People always ask me when the season ends, so, so what do you do now? There are no games. I, I think that's when uh, the front office season begins. So from from hiring and, and building out staff and making sure that our, our people are in a good place, uh, as well as certainly focusing on the, the team and the build-out for, for 2018 and, and beyond that. Uh, we've had a, a lot of work to do. It has been quiet in the early going in free agency and trades, but I anticipate that will uh, we'll speed up here
2: soon. Since the last out, Paul Mahler, name manager of the year. He also was retained here to manage the Twins. Brian Dozier earned a gold glove. Byron Buxton earned gold, platinum, silver, bronze, or they're picking up got new medals Byron, no uh, to give to Byron. So it's been, uh, it has been, it has been an interesting. You, you've made some changes in the coaching staff. We're going to get to know Garvin Alston. We're going to get to know Derek Shelton. Uh, quickly, what can you tell us about those two gentlemen?
1: Well, I, I think for our staff, we've talked a lot about committing to finding ways to continue to get better and improve in every facet of our uh, our game planning, our organization, and uh, we felt like in Garvin we identified somebody who. Uh, connects exceptionally well with players. Uh, the, the feedback we got from references, from players, from agents, from his, people he worked with, just the relationships he'll build with with our young pitching staff, I think will will speak volumes about uh, who he is as a person and, and as a pitching coach. And then in in Derek Shelton, after uh, Joe Vavra had an opportunity to uh, to move over to Detroit, uh, we felt like we identified somebody who uh, had really been training for this job his whole his whole career. I had a chance to work with him a number of years ago. Uh, somebody who thinks very deeply about the game, is constantly asking questions, will be a great resource for Paul around game planning and what we're doing in spring training and otherwise. So we're excited to have both men.
2: Will will all of your relatives be getting those Derek Shelton hitting videos now for Christmas? Is that is that part of the deal?
1: Yeah, that's a, the 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 hitting stick. He's uh, a yeah. modern day no Tomlansky, right? No doubt, yeah, no he, doubt. He's <laughs> passionate about hitting too. No doubt about
2: that. Well, that that's the staff. Now everyone wants to talk about the players. Uh, Shohei Otani recently. I mean, that was that's been the big off season domino. I guess the question is, how does a budding nineteen year old superstar, international superstar, inform you? that he's not going to prom with you? Do you get like a note? Do they send regrets? As someone who's been told, no, I'm not going to prom with you many times, I know this can be communicated in different ways. How did that happen?
1: Sure. I, you know, this was a uh, very incredibly professional process. Uh, his his representatives uh, from the get-go, you know, told us that we had an opportunity to present and ultimately that Otani and his family would, would make decisions around next steps. And uh, certainly it seems like, you know, a lean toward the West Coast may be something that uh, ultimately drove the day for some of these decisions. Uh, but we felt we put our, our best foot forward. We put a lot of time and effort into the, the pitch. And, and Nez Belolo, the, the representative, from CAA, who uh, who we spoke with was very professional and said he appreciated the interest, and they were going with a, a smaller subset of teams.
2: Do you believe that that once he makes a decision, that things are going to pick up some some speed? Is is this kind of the, the a log in the in the river here that's going to get pulled out, and some gushing water is going to come over?
1: You know, I I think certainly it played some role. I, I think most teams uh, put together a pitch and, and spent some time on that. Uh, felt like it was really important uh, to the organization. We certainly did. Uh, so. It could have maybe slowed things down a bit. I, I do think that every off season has its own flow to it, and uh, with this year's crop and you know, the types of players who are out there, we could see more movement at the winter meetings or, or potentially after. But uh, we're we're at a stage now where. I think it's maybe a little bit atypical, but we've had years in the past where it's been slow at the outset.
2: Derek Falvey's our guest. It's the Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury with you. We'll be here every Wednesday right up through, through spring training and on into the regular season uh, with uh, Minnesota Twins baseball talk. We'll have Jason Castro joining us a little bit later in the program. And he was your first acquisition last offseason. A little different, though. Because you've actually had a year now, you, I think know your system. You know uh, the, the players in the front office. You're building out, as you mentioned, your team uh, off the field as well as on the field. So has this off-seasons pace? And priority list been a little different for you and Thad this year.
1: Well, it's certainly been uh, the pace has been the same. You know, it just stays busy, no Tyrannic. doubt. Uh, no doubt about it. But I, I would say that uh, what has changed is, is our understanding of what we have internally. Certainly, trying to get up to speed last year as much as we could on our staff and our players and, and our major league team and system. And guys here did a great job of helping helping to inform us. Now we have a much better understanding of, of where we are, team needs, and otherwise. So uh, we'll continue to work the same way we did last offseason which is pursue every possible avenue uh, to improve this team now and moving forward.
2: One of those avenues is free agency. The other is trades. Obviously, we saw the draft. Uh, you guys did some, some maneuvering around the trade deadline that allowed you to essentially get some players from the Yankees uh, by essentially buying them using uh, Jaime Garcia. So there's an alternative means of stocking your system. And, and when you talk about trades, you can only truly trade when you know what you have to trade. Do you feel better about knowing what you have to trade in year two now that you're familiar with the system from the bottom up.
1: Certainly you you have a better idea of of your players uh, on a personal level uh, how they fit into the culture of your clubhouse and your team and what you're trying to build moving forward. I think anytime uh, double-edged sword a bit because you also know them so well that you start to become a little bit more attached but the recognition that our job here is to build the best team we can moving forward the best group of Minnesota Twins uh, for this organization and and this region and we'll continue to, to focus our efforts on that through trade, through free agency, and any other means necessary to acquire those players.
2: One of the things that happens at the winter meetings, and there are many uh, things that go on, is the Rule 5 draft. You have to choose who to put on the 40-man roster. You've added guys like a Lewis Thorpe, uh, a young Australian we've been hearing about for some time. But I think Twins fans might be surprised by some of the names that aren't protected. Uh, A guy like Cole Stewart, Jake Reed. Nick Birdie. These were names that people have been hearing and expecting maybe to see in Minnesota for Twins Fest, not see on a available in the Rule 5 list. Those aren't easy decisions. For you to make, I would imagine.
1: Every year, when you go into the uh, the protection phase, you're balancing uh, the risk of potentially losing a player against the need for flexibility on your on your 40-man roster. And I would say that uh, none of those decisions are taken lightly. Some of the players you just mentioned, as well as others, you know, that we thought deeply about and talked about and felt like this was the best decision for right now. It's not. The other part of this is it's not to say that we view those players any differently in terms of our belief long-term. But for right now, for their roster status; those were the decisions we had to make.
2: Mike Miner just got over nine million dollars a year for three years. A reliever last year had a nice year in Kansas City. Uh, is, is that one of the early bars being set on the market when you head to to that free agent market? Whether it's relievers, whether it's starters, and we'll focus kind of primarily on pitching. Uh, it is not. It is not the bargain basement
1: well i think early on in any off season uh certainly you'll see some signings uh, whoever comes off the board first those are numbers that are now on the board so uh, i think that we uh, we certainly recognize that but it's it's our view that and you know, we will go into any free agent season valuing players the way we think is most appropriate for our payroll and our team moving forward and we won't we won't sway from that so we want to make sure that we're making good, sound, rational investments. And we think back to a year ago and we were one of the early teams to sign somebody in, Jason Castro, who you mentioned, and and that was we felt the right deal, the right value at the right time. So we'll strike when the the price is right on the right players.
2: So every deal we hear about in the next week, how many deals don't happen that were discussed, not just conversationally, but were discussed in earnest?
1: Yeah, I think trades, I've said this before, it feels like there are somewhere between – uh, 200 and 500 text messages, conversations, emails, or otherwise uh, that go into a discussion around one trade between your internal group your scouts, uh, your analytics folks, and then uh, certainly the interactions with the other teams. So uh, I would say for every one that gets done, there's maybe ten of those that go through.
2: Unlimited data. You need that unlimited data plan. Yes, exactly uh, And make sure right. your, your bill is paid. Uh, Derek be kind enough to join us to kick off uh, the inaugural 2017-18 edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. Jason Castro coming up next. Any questions for Jason? Yeah, Anything you want us to pass along? Just want to make
1: sure he's doing okay this offseason. Check in on uh, how he's feeling, uh, getting some sleep and rest.
2: All right. Well, well he's got a young <laughs> Young son. So I don't know how much sleep he's getting. Hopefully some rest. Derek, have a great time, productive time with your crew uh, down in Orlando. We appreciate it. We'll check back in with you and members of your club uh, throughout the course of the offseason. He's Derek Falvey. He is headed to Orlando for the winter meetings. They'll kick off next week, and the eyes of the baseball world will be upon uh, Orlando, as uh, everybody descends there uh, to really get things stirred up prior to the holiday season. We'll take a break here across our network. When we come back, we'll find out just how much rest Jason Castro is getting. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show right here on the home Your. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Runner goes, great throw, Castro, and the tag applied. Iglesias out number three. A perfect throw from Castro Iglesias, a feet-first sliding attempt, but he was tagged out by Palaco. That great throw from Castro was something that Corey, Danny, I said an awful lot of last year, and the man making that throw, Jason Castro, kind enough to join us here on the Hot Stove Show as we continue with our first edition of the Hot Stove Show here in 2017-18. And, Jason, uh, we led off with with a highlight, and at this point last year, uh, we were welcoming you to the Twins family. It was a very different off-season for you because you were uh, kind of moving on into the next phase of your career. You were a free agent. You'd earn the right to choose where you wanted to play. Looking back, last year this time a little different, probably than it is for you here in 2017.
0: And I'm glad that we kind of took that leap and and went to Minnesota. We enjoyed ourselves tremendously last year, and um, you know, obviously the the turnaround that the that the team had was was something that I kind of expected and, you know, it was really great to be a part of. So I'm uh, looking forward to, to continuing kind of pushing forward with the team over the next couple of years and, and uh, hopefully, you know, continually improving.
2: It. Is it a little different for you, just more, I guess, relaxing in terms of knowing going into the off season that, hey, I'm going to do my off season program, but I know exactly where I'm going to go. I know my teammates. Uh, I know where I'm going to live uh, as opposed to last year, the uncertainty that came with the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, you know, last year being my first time through free agency and having spent my entire career with, with Houston, uh, kind of that unknown uh, was a little bit unnerving a little bit. And, and just, you know, even heading into spring training, not knowing the facilities, not knowing many of the guys or the organization as a whole, um, that was different. So, you know, having kind of that, you know, kind of behind me now and uh, just a familiarity there of, of everyone in the organization and, and just getting those relationships kind of um, up and going last year and, um, you know, makes makes a huge difference. And there's just that comfort level coming in and, and having done it already and knowing all the guys, it's, it just makes it that much easier.
2: Jason Castro is our guest. And you mentioned relationships, Jason, and you built a lot of them in Houston. And then you sit back and you watch those guys in that city, a city that you're still very much a part of in many ways in the community win a World Series what was that like was it uh, were you, you find yourself rooting for them uh, rooting for the city even as well as your former teammates uh, uh, were you nostalgic at all wondering you know what if and, and not being a part of the championship
0: yeah the, you know the city had been through a lot with the hurricane and everything and, and uh, you know those fans definitely deserved to uh, to have something like that and, and I'm still close with a lot of those guys with that team so it was, uh, it was good to see um, you know them pull it out and I had played with a few of those guys for the majority of my career, so it was fun to watch, but at the same time it also kind of you know makes you hungry that you know we as a as a team that team was so close when i was when I was there, and I see a lot of similarities with the twins so um it makes me excited for the uh for the next few years in Minnesota.
2: When I talked with Paul Mahler towards the end of the year, I asked him one Sunday morning if he saw any future managers in his clubhouse, and he pointed you out specifically as a guy who, not knowing whether that was something way down the road you'd want to do, had the approach, the, the mental approach and the thoroughness and the communication skills and the way you see the game where he felt you'd make uh, a phenomenal manager uh, down the road. Now, that's just your manager talking about what he saw in you in the first year that you guys were together. How do you see yourself as as a player last year and moving forward because it was year 1 is it a different Jason Castro in year 2 or are you just is that the guy that that, that you've always been and we're going to see kind of just more of the same in terms of that preparation and your approach on a day-to-day basis
0: Yeah, I think coming in uh one one of the things that was pretty important to me was uh, you know like I'd mentioned before just establishing those relationships with with the pitching staff and, and I mean with the team as a whole, but especially with the pitching staff. Um, and that was something that I came in and wanted to really kind of establish first and foremost. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we did that in spring training pretty well. And um, over the course of the season, I got to know, you know, a lot of the pitchers who work with them pretty, pretty closely as far as, you know, the things that I can do to help them be as consistent and as successful as possible. And, you know, I think we, we made some pretty good strides and, you know, it, it was fun to see. Um, you know, guys like uh, Barrios make some some <clears throat> huge strides forward. have some some young guys come up like Hildenberger and, and do a really nice job, and so it was uh, it was fun to be a part of. And uh, you know, that's something that I will continue to kind of look to do um, coming into spring training again, and just, just to see how how we can kind of work with these guys and <clears throat> excuse me, get them to. Making even you know further strides and continuing their career and, and being more consistent at the big league level.
2: Yeah, he had a massive impact on a team that became I thought known for its defense. I thought defense was the the, the hallmark of this, uh, this 2017 Twins club. Uh, we saw it with Dozier, with with Buxton, and you were the backbone of that, kind of setting the tone behind the plate. How do you approach your past seasons? Are you a reflexive guy? Like, will you get into the off season and kind of go back through and comb through? I should have done this. I want to do this better. I liked what I did here. Or do you kind of let it go and, and always face
0: forward? Uh, I think there's a little of both. I mean, uh, if you're not learning from the things that either worked or didn't work, then um, you know there's only so there's only so far you can go. I, I think uh, learning from learning from not just mistakes, but things that worked and what to improve on, uh, is a huge part of, of the game of baseball. And, um, you know, so I definitely kind of take stock once the season's over, you kind of, you know, catch your breath a little bit and, um, you know, figure out a game plan moving into the off season, as far as, you know, what I want to do physically, um, you know, mechanically offensive, defensively things to work on, um, things to build off of that did work last year. And, um, you know, things to tweak that, that maybe needed a little bit of work. So it's it's a constant game of adjustments, and there's always things that um, in the past that I can look look on to see, you know, what worked, what didn't, and, and, you know, how to move forward.
2: All right, well said. That's Jason Castro. We'll take a break here on the Hot Stow Show when we come back. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, some ways you can get involved with the Twins in the coming weeks, and we'll hear from Jason a little bit later on some Castro Christmas traditions. That's all coming up on your Home for Twins Baseball. This is Chris Atterbury on the radio home for Minnesota Twins baseball, 830 WCCO.
1: Shut out the Orioles. Twins win 4-3. And the Twins walk off. News Radio,
2: 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury with you. I want to thank Derek Falvey who kicked things off for us. Here on our uh, first edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show, and Jason Castro as well. will rejoin Jason uh, from Lake Tahoe here momentarily. We'll do a little Christmas with the Castros and have him step into the box and take three cuts. In the meantime, we are here to help you this holiday season. What a great time to join the Twins season ticket holder family. You can enjoy guaranteed benefits and rewards throughout the season, like 10% merchandise discount at every game, early entry batting practice, priority for seat upgrades, and enjoy a host of many other benefits, exclusive only to twin season ticket holders. And, oh, by the way, you get to go watch the twins play. This is an exciting team. It's going to be a really, really fun summer at Target Field. And with your season tickets, you'll never have to wonder if you can find a chair. There are great plan options, full seasons, half seasons. Uh, you can get the best seats. Use the flex plan if you want. Select your game dates based on your schedule. Uh, you can look at tickets right now. And again, a great way to, to to fill a stocking this holiday season for spring training. Who doesn't want to think about baseball in the sun? Uh, you can look ahead to Twins Fest as well. Uh, and also uh, Twins Winter Caravan might be coming to your part of Twins territory. But as we approach Christmas, great holiday gift idea give the gift of minnesota twins baseball and you can do it in so many ways from this season to the next it's a great time to be a twins fan for more information visit twinsbaseball.com or call 1-800-33-TWINS again it's twinsbaseball.com or 1-800-33-TWINS this holiday season do yourself and all the folks on your giving list a uh, favor give them the gift of twins baseball and speaking of christmas we're going to do a little christmas with the castros we rejoin jason castro coming up next right here on the twins hot stove show right here on your home for twins baseball This is
1: WCCO, the radio home of Minnesota Twins baseball.
2: Welcome back. One final segment here on the Hot Stove Show. Jason Castro, kind enough to join us. We've already talked about baseball, so let's get away from baseball and let's have Jason dig in for three cuts. It's going to be a Christmas edition, Jason. It's really Christmas with the Castro. So here's your first question. In your opinion, and this is a controversial subject, what is the appropriate time to put up a tree and or Christmas lights. Are you like a pre Thanksgiving guy? Right after Thanksgiving, do you need to wait a little longer? Yeah.
0: Um, I, I think I'm in the camp that waits until after Thanksgiving is over. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we always done it and uh I you know, I, I I kinda laugh when you drive around town and you see the Christmas decorations up and it's still like end of October, not even quite November yet. So I'm I'm leaning towards, you know, at least thanksgiving you know end of november getting into december
2: and where are you on real tree fake tree do you have a strong
0: preference um so i have to confess this year uh so we have our first my wife and and i had got our first tree in our home up in tahoe and uh it is a fake tree it looks real uh but it is fake and uh <laughs> it's actually been really nice there's no cleanup no mess and it's uh Less of a headache than a real tree. Growing up, we had real trees, and I kind of got to see a little bit of what that entailed, and so we went the fake route.
2: Now, to be fair, you're surrounded by real trees. You just have to step outside there, (laughs) so you still get the smell. uh, Yeah, right. Favorite Christmas carol or movie or or TV special that you set your holiday by?
0: Um, I don't know if I have a favorite Christmas carol. Um, I always loved home alone growing up i used to love to watch that like around christmas time obviously and the christmas story was another good one that um <laughs> we used to try to watch so yeah a couple of all these but um you know ones that that always kind of make you reminisce a little bit about about childhood and, and past christmases
2: yeah you california kids are like why can't you lick the pole i don't get it it's, <laughs> it's 70 degrees yeah, out. Yeah. i don't understand the problem all right <laughs> Final question, three cuts with Jason Castro. Uh, you probably saw on social media a lot of your teammates sharing their family Halloween costumes. You know, Joe was Beauty and the Beast and Vargas Gibson. If it came down to your current teammates, who do you think would send the best Christmas card? One you'd be proud to put on the mantle, and who would you be tucking away in the back behind, you know, the, the bulbs
0: where no one could see it? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to have to go with the the one that's probably – one you can you can bank on is going to be a solid card. Would probably be Joe. I think uh, I think the Mowers would do it right, and, and uh, you know have a have some sort of nice theme going on. Um, and then tucked away back in the in the back of the the back of the pile, I would probably have to say Escobar for some reason. I feel like his costume would be. Just way over the top and and, uh, just something you wouldn't want to look at all the time.
2: I think that's a a very fair statement. Jason, we appreciate your time, your honesty. Enjoy your fake tree uh, and enjoy your family Christmas there. And we can't wait to see you healthy and ready to go in year two in a twins uniform.
0: All right, yeah, we will. Thank you for having me. Appreciate
2: it. Three quality cuts there. Christmas cuts from Jason Castro. And we appreciate Jason joining us here on our inaugural edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show as we head towards the 2018 season. Our thanks to Derek Falby as well and all of you for sharing this Wednesday night with us. Now, we will be with you every Wednesday night from 6 until 6.30, right up into spring training and on into the regular season here with the Twins Hot Stove Show. We hope to see you back here next week. Same time with more great hot stove chatter right here on your home for Twins Baseball.